Welcome to the Go All In podcast. I'm your host, Rob Bruss, and today on the show, we've got Scott Lee, who is the founder of Guru.com. Now, this is a podcast I've been looking forward to for a little while because Guru is a platform which will help you to cultivate a lifelong learning with online courses and a personalized tutor matching service all under one platform. It's really cool. It's really unique. My motto in life is that if you're not learning, you're dying. I don't know about you, but I'm always on one course or another. And I'm looking forward to hearing from Scott today about what goes into bringing courses like this to his users. Let's get started. G'day everyone, I trust that you're well and you're working towards your goals and doing whatever it takes to break through and to succeed. Now, if this is your first time here at the Go All In podcast, welcome. It's great to have you here. And if you're back for more, welcome back. We love our repeat offenders here on the Go All In show. Thank you for your loyalty and thanks for spending your precious time with me here on the podcast today. Now, before we get into the show today, just take a little peek at your phone and hit the subscribe button on the app that you're listening in on. That way you'll never miss an episode and you'll always have some go all in love right there in your pocket. Now, after a year or so of people asking me to create more content, I've decided to create the Go All In exclusive. These are exclusive members-only podcasts where my guests and I go much deeper into mastering the art and the science of going all in. This world-class content is the shortest path to your success. So come on over and join today. It's just $15 per month, and you'll have access to a wide variety of new Go All In podcasts and episodes and content. Pop on over to goallin.com.au forward slash exclusive to find out more. Lastly, I wanted to ask if you could help me out today. In return, I'm going to give you a copy of my best-selling masterclass called Master Your Mind and Go All In. The masterclass is the culmination of 15 years of business experience coupled with 10 years in the military. This is by far my best work with nine video-based modules and more than four hours worth of training. And that's going to get you moving towards your goals and targets much faster than trying to do it on your own. The masterclass is worth $149 and you can get yours for free when you subscribe, share, and leave a review for the Go All In podcast. All you need to do is to pop on over to goallin.com.au forward slash referral to find out more. Okay, let's get into today's show. Welcome to the Go All In podcast. It's great to have you here, mate. Yeah, thanks for having me. I love the music, by the way. Oh, you like that? It's, <laughs> it's a pretty cool track. Every time I hear that track, yeah. I'm like, I've got to use that on more podcasts. That's a good one. I'm yeah. like, I'm, I'm getting ready here, you know? Yeah. It's e- <laughs> easing you in for the, the heavy line of questioning that's about to come up. Well, mate, it's, uh, it's great to finally meet you. We had a bit of a challenge with our calendars, but that's, uh, that's what happens when you're in New York City and I'm in Sydney, on literally on the opposite side of the planet. How's, it, uh, how's business all tracking for you in, this, in these strange COVID? COVID times, mate. Yeah, I mean, uh, we're very thankful that all of our team members are staying safe and healthy. You know, we have we're headquartered in New York City, as you mentioned. Uh, we have global offices in um, Shanghai and Jakarta, 
And I think, you know, the COVID, I think the health is the most important, especially during COVID. And I'm thankful that, you know, all the family members, team members, even our, you know, instructors, parents, they're all healthy. And I think during COVID, we are one of a few companies who are able to grow yeah, um, even I, more exponentially. So I, I'd imagine you would yeah. have had a huge uptick with all the kids being at home and all the online learning and all those sorts of things. I, I, you know, in, <laughs> I, I had to giggle a little bit, you know, because in business you plan for a rainy day. You know, like I got to, I got to stash away a little bit of cash in the side there in case something goes wrong, or you know, I'm saving money, or I'm investing, or I'm generating cash flow from new revenue streams. But it's a rare thing that you actually plan for an explosion or an explosive growth in your business have you experienced that or has it just been a gentle trajectory on on an upwards gradient yeah i think you know because you know a lot of schools are closed and you know parents are open for virtual learning and i think schools are not so prepared for this in a pandemic so we were you know privileged to support so many students all over the states and a lot of international students as well Yep. But, you know, I think more importantly, I would love to talk more about Guru Courses where we want to make education more accessible because, you know, millions of families are struggling and a lot of parents lost their job. And so I think as an ed- education technology company, uh, we're socially responsible to support them and support many underserved children. I think um, at the end, you know, life is short. And I think people wanted to do more meaningful work or, you, you know, to uh, you know support your neighbors and i think that really matters to us nice nice is is that something that you've always wanted to do more of and you just kind of been given an opportunity really now to actually do more of it um you know my grandparents escaped from north korea you know my father had to really work hard from scratch he lived with six other siblings in one small room gosh eating two meals a day uh, after korean war and he always, you know, um, always worked really hard. And I, I was, I was very fortunate to, um, you know, have an education in you in the U.S. I came, I lived in U.S. I mean, I lived in Korea until my high school. Came to the U.S., got amazing education. But you know, because I, I knew I had so many, uh, so many amazing opportunities, I, I definitely had to give back, and that's why I started my nonprofit when I was in high school, helping underserved children with English volunteers and really impacted my life throughout uh, the journey. And I, I think that's really, really important to me because I, I, you know, I'm just a very few people that I was able to get the quality education, majority of the pop, global population um, and a lot of students, even in the US um, are struggling to learn um, so I think that that matters to me since I was young and I really wanted to do more uh, impact through educa- through through technology because there are so many different ways we can do that. Yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful sentiment, you know, and I can't help but think that uh, what you're describing is service. And people ask me all the time about my military career, which feels like 10 lifetimes ago because so much has happened since I, since I left really <laughs> you know I've, I've been out now longer much longer than I was actually in you know the 10 years that I was in you know it seemed it wow. seems like a lot at the start of your career uh, you know as a 17 year old to the, you know till I was bumping up against 30 years of age I suppose there was a little gap in wow. between them but when I look back at it now people ask me all the time hey what do you miss the most about it 
And one of the things that you don't really get as an entrepreneur, well, you certainly don't get it in the corporate world. You get it a little bit as an entrepreneur, but you don't get that feeling of service. And I know when I was in the military, you put that uniform on and not all the time because it's just at the end of the day, it's just a job. But every now and then you do something that makes you feel like you're playing for your country. You're playing for Australia. You know, you might march on a uh, on an Anzac Day march or you might do something that's a little bit patriotic and makes you feel uh-huh. really good about yourself. And the feelings that you have in and around service and your service to the country are really hard to replicate. I've, I've been fortunate in business to be able to do that a little bit where I've been able to help people uh, and help people a lot, you know, and more than just what they're paying for and the outcomes that they get are life-changing. You know, from a coaching perspective, I've had some incredible results for, for people like that. And that feels very similar to a level of service that I, I felt as a, as a patriotic guy in the military sort of thing. And, you know, when you have a cause that's bigger than you, as you're talking about there, it's, it's something that's very motivating and, and deeply personal as well, right? No, I strongly agree. And first of all, I, I served in the army, Korean army for two years. Yeah. Um, it's mandatory in Korea. I was in the missile command. I was a squad leader and, you know, even two years, it, it was, it's not easy. I fully, I so respect you, Rob, for 10 years. That's, mm. that's a very long period of time. It's a lot of discipline and it's a lot of, a lot of hard work for your country. Um, I think I, I respect soldiers so much. It's, I learned, I learned a lot for two years. Uh, you know, I think humility, teamwork, camaraderie, and, you know, I think a lot of things. And so, you know, I think I agree with you, Rob, you know, I think, um, especially education technology company, it's definitely not just about money. It's not just about the growth. It's really, I think the mission is extremely important, especially I, we do believe that every student learns differently. Every student has amazing potential. Every student is a masterpiece and we really want to help them to unlock the potential, uh, through technology. And I think this is not just two, three, five years project. Uh, we have to be very humble because every student is very different yeah. and, you know, we have to be creative. We have to be innovative. You know, we have to have an amazing team and amazing instructors and, you know, amazing platform to do so. So I think this, we just have to be very patient and we just have to keep moving forward. You know, I think that's very important. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, uh, it's, a, it's a good thing. You know, I, I said at the top of the intro to the show today that I'm always doing a course about something. If it's not one thing, it's something else. You know, there's always, you know, I, I, I think I'm just easily sold to in my Facebook feed as well. <laughs> but, but truly, you know, all, all, all jokes aside, I've had an incredible education over the last couple of years where I've kind of just submitted to my uh, desire to learn. And I think there's, we, we live in such an unbelievably different time to when you and I grew up. As a, as a mm. kid, when I grew up, the internet didn't exist. And the way you mm. got information was from school and from libraries and from books and things like that. Yep. And, and I think people forget, we've forgotten how easy it is to access information these days. And I'm always doing courses. I'm always learning. And if I'm not doing something physically, like a physical course, I've got an audio book in mm-hmm. my ears 
And it's pretty rare mm-hmm. that I'll listen, I'm listening to something that's, you know, a love story or, you know, a drama or something like that. I don't mind watching something like that, but it's rare that I'm listening or physically doing something that's not related to learning. Tell me, Scott, if you, you work in that space, in that education space, and you're seeing people come through your platform, you're seeing these courses, you're privileged to see the back end of it. Do you see stuff every now and then and go, oh, I should do that course or I, I, I want to learn how to do that. Is there some, some element of that for you? Yeah, I think that's an amazing question. And first of all, I think what you're doing, the podcast is amazing. When we grow up, we never even imagined that it was just a TV podcast. We No one really imagined that, you know, it will have like YouTube creators or podcast interviewer like you. You know, you're right now, you're, you're learning, you know, mm-hmm. like I'm learning from you. Audience are learning from, you know, this, this amazing um, show. And so you're really creating this amazing opportunity for audience for all over the world to learn from amazing entrepreneurs, amazing people. So I think what you're doing is a perfect example and to show, you know, the, how this world shaping, uh, so differently. And I think in the future, next five, 10 years, it, that will, the pace of the change will be even more greater. So I think as, as you mentioned, um, you know, people have to be adaptable because the pace of the change in this world is even quicker than ever. And if you don't, then because of the AI will advance so quickly, it's very likely that you, your job or, you know, what you do can be replaced. So it has to, it will be lifelong learning. You have to keep learning if to the key point will be what can you do as a human? Mm-hmm. You know, only human can do like creativity, empathy. There are a lot of things. Um, so what size feet all education system doesn't really work. It worked for industrial revolution where, you know, you wanted to, um, you know, get, get, graduate, get a job and you stay for the job or until you retire, that's not going to happen. So I think that, you know, lifelong learning will be extremely, extremely important and, you know, to, and also figure out what you're talented, what you're really unique about. That's very important. For me, you know, I've seen, I've, I met all the instructors who were involved in group courses. I was very fortunate about that because it means a lot to me um, because it's a, it's an amazing community of, you know, very talented uh, educators. And because of COVID, we can do that on Zoom. Mm. So I was, I was meeting people all over the States, which um, I'm very, very excited and thankful for. I think there are a lot of topics that schools don't teach, you know, financial literacy, it can be mental health, even like parenting, like how to be an amazing parent, mm. because the kids that, you know, parents might think that they know a lot about their kids, but the generation, as you mentioned, is very, very different. They are born with a, a smartphone, yeah, which is, we never had. <laughs> and so, you know the and and it's extremely hard because you are you have a limited information and knowledge so you know that your kid might be something that you even never imagined before so you know i think the parenting be patient making them independent that's make them spoiled you know all that you know i think there are many different subjects that schools should teach but they're not teaching, you know, like uh, I think there must be why divorce rate so high, mm. you know, we should, you know, we should think about carefully, really think about that. You know, like there are a lot of social issues uh, that are happening, but we are not learning enough and we are not emphasized to learn more and more about, you know? So 
I think that um, there are many missing holes because the education system is not uh, adopting fast enough where the society is changing, not even close. Mm. And I think that, you know, um, and we, we, we cannot just wait for a government to do something about it. You know, a tech company like us, you know, we move very quickly, we're very adaptable. So we want to supplement that, you know, educational system and support our people so that, you know, they can be more independent thinker. Yeah, it's, a, it's such an important topic. Uh, as, you, as you're talking about that, I was thinking of, of a couple of things. And one thing that really made me smile properly and uh, not laugh, but it made me smile thinking, yeah, that's, that is like properly cool. I, I was, so I'm scrolling randomly through my Facebook feed, right? And, and this is like two days ago. And there's a picture of a young girl. She must be about 12 or 13 years old. And she's decked out as an astronaut. And she's got all the patches on, mm. um, and and it's really cool. And it says this is the first person uh, to graduate this astronaut program that NASA put together. And all things being equal, she'll go on with her education and do what she needs to do. And her goal is to be the first person on Mars. And mm, and I, and I, love I, that. And I couldn't I couldn't help think, but I was sitting and going. And that like seems like science fiction or so far away or like some Hollywood movie or something like that, <laughs> but it's real, you know, and, and NASA have got a program there to help kids that are interested in that sort of thing to get on the path because getting on the path to being an astronaut is very, very hard. But as we move mm-hmm. into the 2020s, space flight is going to become something that's more regular and more frequent. If you just look at something like SpaceX, they're constantly launching rockets, constantly going. Mm. And as we move 2025 and beyond, the delivery vehicles become better, more and more astronauts will be needed. And who could envisage mm. 10 years ago that we're going to need a whole swath of astronauts to actually fill these seats and, and go to these places? Australia now has a space program. What the hell? We never had a space program. There's, there's still hope for me uh, yet. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just love that there's, there's it's what you, exactly what you said. There's these jobs of the future that you can't possibly envisage. You just don't know. And one of the things that really kind of remind, you reminded me of just now was you're talking about AI and how you need to educate yourself and position yourself so you don't be made redundant by artificial intelligence or something like that. And part of the reason that I kicked off this podcast was because I recognized that if you're trying to build an audience, and I've done this a couple of years ago because I recognized things were changing and what was changing was the way social media advertising was working and it was becoming a lot more expensive. The way Google ads were working was becoming more expensive. And I remember thinking to myself, there's really only two things that I can control as a digital marketer anymore. If I want to reach a wider audience and I want to get to more people and I want to build a business and I want to build a brand, there's only two things I can control because everything else is controlled by artificial intelligence or algorithms, Mm. which is just a version of AI, right? And that's your email list and your podcast or your appearance Mm. on somebody else's podcast because no one can censor or control what happens in your email and no one's going to censor Mm. or control what you say on a podcast. You might be edited, Mm. pretty rare you get censored, but if you want to get your message out into the world, you at the you're at the dominion of these giant tech companies who say what you can and can't say, and what they really want you to do is to put your credit card into their platform and buy ads. And they don't care if your campaigns work or they don't work. What they care about is getting your credit card into those platforms. So that's a good example of AI and algos 
making audience acquisition nearly redundant and you have to pivot and shift and move and you have to do something like this to communicate your message to human beings and get in their ears i think it's such an important topic have you got like leading edge courses in your platform scott like new things like what sort of things are in that platform that um, people might not have seen before or is it more kind of mainstream as as we are now um, no, we have a very diverse courses, like at the, not just only academics, because we started as Uber for tutors. So we heavily focus on like math, English, and you know, test prep and so forth. But, you know, we wanted our students to be well-rounded and really inspire them. And uh, so we added more very, very interesting topics like singing, dancing, like many, many like personal development, lifestyle courses. And you get you get that access for nine dollars and ninety nine cents, and then we donate one um, pass one for one to underserved children, and which you know means a lot to us um, since you know we talked about in the early yeah. days, and you know I think that um, we, we we just launched recently you know during COVID, which is amazing. I think we have amazing team that we're working remotely. We never imagine that this will happen and we were working uh, together because it's not just product tech team it's also instructors you know video editors there's a lot of different moving pieces and i'm so amazed that we we're able to accomplish that during COVID, mm. and we're really able to help many many students all over the world and i think you know this is just the beginning you know i think uh, moving forward we really wanted to be a global learning hub discussing many interesting topics from amazing instructor, instructors all over the world. And you will be able to book you know, one-on-one tutoring if you need it, if you wanted to have more personalized learning with those instructors as well. And I think, yeah, we will keep um, innovate and we will be always open-minded so that we can really help many, many students um, all, over the, all over the world. Yeah, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. All right, let's take a little break and we'll be right back. Hey there, Rob Russ here, and thanks for tuning into the show today. If you like what you're listening to here on the podcast, then I'd like to invite you to join my guests and I for some exclusive members-only episodes of the Go All In podcast. In these exclusive episodes, we go much deeper into the topics, and in the process, we uncover the fastest way for you to close the gap from where you are and get you to where you want to be. And we do this by helping you to master the art and the science of going all in. When you join, you'll also have access to the Ask Me Anything episodes and have the opportunity to be featured and to share your story on the Go All In podcast as well. Join today for just $15 per month to gain exclusive access to this world-class content produced just for you. Visit goallin.com.au and click on the tab that says exclusive content. I'll see you on the inside. Well, Scott, people come on over to the Go All In podcast to learn more about others that have gone all in. So if you could, mate, could you please share with us your biggest Go All In story or stories and the lessons that you've learned from your commitment to success? Um, you know, after I graduated from Columbia, you know, I worked 
briefly at JP Morgan. Um, it's a great company. I, I still love JP Morgan Chase. I use Chase credit cards and, you know, I learned a lot for just one year after Columbia University. Um, and I met a wonderful people and some of them became our angel investors. So, um, and my great friends. Um, so I can't thank enough for that. Um, you know, my parents, my mom really liked it. I was at Chief Investment Office, trading floor. She was very happy, you know, because my father is entrepreneur. Yeah. She didn't want me to, you know, take too much risk. Just, you know, don't be stressed out, you know, just, you know, and I think, um, but, you know, I, I, as I mentioned, I did the, my nonprofit and I did small, like niche um, fashion, e-com- like e-commerce company after I came back from the army because, I wanted to validate that if I'm, you know, if I like entrepreneurship, if I like to do something from the scratch. And I think that a short period of time of corporate life was a confirmation that I'm an innate entrepreneur. I love building something out of nothing. I wanted to do something meaningful. I wanted to make a big, like I want to make a meaningful impact to the society. And so I think it, for, my I'm more I'm very like all in style because it's I don't look at it as work. This is my life. Mm. You know, I'm wearing group t shirts for a very long time now because <laughs> especially because of COVID. And so um I think my I the way I unlocking my potential is all in meaning that it becomes my life. This is what I care about, this is what I'm passionate about. And so I guess, you know, dedicating uh, my life for uh, to Guru over five years, you can say that maybe I all in on it, but I think that's how you can really accomplish something because um, startup, even though you all in over 90%, you will fail mm. very uh, within like three, four years. So I think that that's why I think Steve Jobs said, you really have to do something you really care about and you're really passionate about because it's really you will have an emotional roller coaster. It was a lot of pressure, and you know, statistically, it doesn't really make sense. You're competing with a corporate, you know, your startup. You know, you're just building. It's very unstable. You have to, uh, you're you need to be very fortunate enough to build a team, and the team, if it's talented, they can go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Especially tech team, they can go anywhere. Recruiters will reach to, reach out to them like a thousand times. And so I think if you are not, okay, I'm, I'm going a little bit going beyond, but if you're not ready to all in, I think it's very hard to accomplish something meaningful. I think it's historically, it's proven historically. So even like a soldier, right? I mean, soldier, you, you have to all in to serve your country. And I think if not, then you will be a just mediocre soldier. Mm-hmm. Uh, same with athletes, same with anything, basically. So I think Guru, I, I think it was, I definitely, I think all in on it because I was, I was, you know, mid twenties when I started like 27, when I started it and I was young. I was too, I was very ambitious i was i wasn't humble enough so i made a lot of mistakes but i think we can talk about that after other other questions you will ask me yeah for sure for sure <laughs> it, it, i mean going going all in is is something that's innate with in, within all of us so I mean, it's part of the human experience to commit to something and to have a crack at it and 
this show is all about learning the lessons of what people are doing. And I know that because I get so much feedback from it. You know, over the last couple of years that I've been doing it, I've received hundreds and hundreds of emails. And, and please, if you've got some questions, reach out to me via the Ask Me Anything page on my socials or just drop me an email. And the, the questions that I usually get are related to, hey, Rob, I'm thinking about going all in on this thing. What should I do? And to begin with, I was always like, well, you're asking the go all in guy, what do you think I'm going to say? Go all in, come on, man, go for it. But I quickly realized what they were really asking me was how should I do do that? And that's what this show is all about, you know, is we're all faced with decisions. You know, there's a fork in the road. You can go left or right. You stay right where you are. You can go straight ahead. Um, and how people approach those decisions is is a really important life lesson, I find. And a lot of people just dive in and go for it and don't look over their shoulder and they, they burn all the bridges behind them. Other people are really methodical. They take a, a, a planned and slow, deliberate approach to things. And I find entrepreneurs, they just kind of shrug their shoulders and go, well, let's give it a go and, and see what happens. And I, I love that approach as well because... You know, it doesn't really matter what happened to you yesterday or last week or last year, and it doesn't matter what's coming up in the future. What matters is right now, and you've got to learn to live in the future. And I think that's one of the common traits of entrepreneurs that is not spoken about a lot is that you, you've got one eye on the future, you've got one eye on the goals, you know where you're going, you know what it is that you're trying to achieve, but you're very present-minded, and your present-minded focus allows you to achieve things that other people otherwise wouldn't achieve. So I think that's a really in, in, important thing. Uh, what, what about you, Scott? Are you, are you somebody who plans methodically or, or do you just step off the edge and, and go for it? I'm just like go for it type of person. But I think, um, you know, if you just look at, I mean, you know, I'm still learning, you know, we're, we're still growing, but let's look at like Elon Musk. Yep. You know, let's look at Steve Jobs. You know, I think um, they didn't, I mean, Steve Jobs was a very unique case, but even Elon Musk, he started smaller companies before and sold. Mm. And, you know, he's a very, very smart guy. You know, he went to what, Stanford PhD and, you know, very, very smart guy, but still, you know, I think it, he had this moments of self-actualization self mm. that if he's a fit into entrepreneur by trying errors, uh, by failing, by trying, I think that knowing yourself, it's extremely important. If you're, uh, how much risk can you take? Are you a risk taker or you're a risk adverse person? Like, you know, do you like this? You know, I think that, that if you're asking if the, those audience, um, of course they have right to ask any questions, but I think most important thing is you need to ask more questions to yourself. Mm. And that, I think that's a lot of, that's really missing in education. Because at the end of the day, like Socrates, you know, what did he say? You know, if you know yourself, you have to ask right questions to yourself and fail a lot more than you should in the, when you're young, like, you know, like in as a student or, you know, during college. And then you sort of know what type of person you are. I think that should be set before you take the risk because you don't need to take a huge, because the, let's say there's a huge downside. For example, I was single. I had less things to worry about, but let's say you have kids, mm. you know, a lot of entrepreneurs serve in your forties. And so you're really, that's a much bigger risk than what I took. Yeah. So what that means is that before, so you, you don't need to like tech companies are extremely risky. It's huge investment. <laughs> you need a lot of investors, but 
you don't need to do that to start with. You can even, I told people like students to sell water bottles to the park. You go to beach, sell simple things. Yeah. It doesn't cost you much. So what's the downside? It's just losing those products. Like, you know, things of, that's not much, but yeah. you sort of strategize, you think about marketing and you know, you, you, do you enjoy that process or you, are you a creative type of person? If you're not, then do you need a co-founder? You should know that information before you took a bigger risk. Yeah. You know, I think that's extremely important. And also uh, while you're doing that, you will know what you're more passionate about because I did the fashion thing. I'm not a fashion guy. You know, I'm mm. not, I don't like, I really don't really, <laughs> I'm not talented at it. I'm a t you know, I just wear a t-shirt You know, I'm very, you know, I don't think too, you know, I don't think too much about fashion. Yeah. So that's what I learned. I'm like, you, I, I mean, I like that process, but I'm doing like that sector, yeah. you know? So it's very, very important uh, before you take a big shot. So before you ask that to your friends, you need to ask yourself, yeah. yeah. what are you passionate about? What type of, are you a risk taker? Are you in an entrepreneur? You know, because I will guarantee it will be a hundred or a thousand times harder than you think. And the, in, in also in terms of cash burn, it will be a lot more than what you think. Mm, yeah, absolutely. That's great advice. Know thyself before you step off the edge and go all in. Scott, I want to know some more specifically about guru.com. Maybe you can give the listener uh, the, the pitch, if you like. Tell us about what's inside the platform, what people can expect. I know it's courses, it's tutoring, and it's slightly different to some of the other learning platforms that are out there. Maybe you can explain a little bit more for us. Yeah, I'm happy to uh, do so. So, you know, Guru, G-O-O-R-O-O. Uh, we're an education technology company based in New York. We have thousands of amazing instructors uh, who are very experienced and we have amazing relationship with. So that really portrays as a, a good instructor because they've been with us for many, many years. Um, and, you know, within a few clicks, you will be matched with the right tutor. And we have a great learning feedback. We analyze learning styles. We wanted to give as much information as possible to parents so that parents have a bigger picture how your kids are learning. And we have mobile app and we have a web app. So, you know, parents will be able to, you know, not only booking sessions, but communicating with a student, I mean, tutors and, you know, uh, keep track of uh, your kids' learning process. And as I mentioned, we recently launched group courses you know, we have thousands of amazing courses um, taught by our guru tutors. You will be booking one-on-one -on -one tutoring with those tutors as well. But, you know, I think um, especially during COVID, it will be very helpful for your students to learn more and, you know, not um, be go beyond. So mm -hmm. I think um, we, we uh, our company is very open. We are very transparent. And so we're uh, we're always happy to help many students all over the world. So, yeah, feel free to reach out to us. Very nice, very nice. Tell me about the the learning styles. You mentioned that kids have different learning styles, and have you got some tools there on the front end that help parents to understand how kids learn? Yeah, I mean there are you know visual learners. I'm like I'm very visual learners. You know they're method 
like there are different approaches of learning. There are extroverted students, introverted students, because we have in tutor who who have relationship with one on one tutoring will able to observe how students are learn most optimally. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously we're not a billion dollar company. We would love to do more R and D on that and to <laughs> make sure we can perfect the process. But you know, I think our tutors appreciate that we focus on that as well. Because we wanted to give more, better information to students, uh, to parents, so the parents are aware. Okay, my students, my kids are learning more, better learn this style, so I can, uh, you know, I can aware of it. And then when I'm, you know, explaining things to my my child, I can, you know, I can do that better. Because sometimes, you know, students are struggling in class or starting at school. It's not. It's not your kid's fault it's just yeah. the teachers are just teaching in the whole 30 40 students and you know sometimes you know they're just not motivated and i'm so frustrated when you know a student is like oh i hate math i hate some subject but honestly you have amazing potential to be really good at it is you're just not suited for that teaching style yeah. you know so I think it's extremely, extremely important to know how your child learns. Um, and, you know, we can, and also the parents are aware of that. Yeah. And I wanted to highlight that because it's, it, that is just such an unbelievably important point. When my, uh, when my daughter was in, I think year, year three, four and five, she had a real hard time with reading and spelling. And when you, you go, so I go down to the school and I find have a meeting with the teacher, try and find out what's wrong. And these teachers are deeply passionate about what they do. They really care about what they do. And um, they have these skills, they have these abilities. But unfortunately, there's a couple of things that hold them up. The first one is that there's 20 or 30 other kids in the classroom and they just can't give personal attention to each and every one of them, as you say. It's just not possible. And then the second thing that holds them up is the curriculum. They have to operate inside the left and right of the boundaries there for the for the students to learn and if the students don't learn inside of that curriculum inside of the allocated time then the curriculum just marches on and they just get left behind and i was i was kind of at my wit's end to be honest with you and my daughter was you know her self-esteem was crushed by it because she was constantly failing these tests she was constantly embarrassed that she couldn't get it and she was con- it just wasn't working for her and eventually i was like all right let, let's have a go i'm not a, i'm not a teacher um, i was an instructor in the military i'm good at instructing uh, maybe not so patient at teaching but uncovering her learning style in and around spelling and reading and writing was something that really transformed her personality i think and i can mm. remember being really frustrated that why is it up to me to do that when she goes to school and how come these teachers mm. couldn't recognize that? And it's through no fault of their own. I really believe that, you know, it's not not because they don't have the skills, it's because they're dealing with 20 or 30 other kids and, the, and there's a curriculum and they just don't have a chance to do it. And I was lucky enough to be able to step in there and, you know, Danielle would be going and getting like three out of 20 on a spelling test to getting 20 out of 20 mm. on a spelling test consistently, not just a one-off lucky, lucky chance, but consistently mm. being able to do that. And all it had to do with was the way that she was reading the words and breaking down the words. And she just needed a couple of different ideas on how to do something like that. And I think that type of education and that type of learning can't come from a school system. 
You need something else. You need something additional. If you want to give your kids a competitive edge and you want to give them a better opportunity, and I truly believe as a parent, that's what my job is, is to give her a better opportunity than what I had for myself. If she takes it, that's good. If she doesn't take it, that's good too. The point is, I want to position yeah. myself to give her that opportunity to make that decision to do it. And uh, yeah, I think what you're doing uh, with your platform is incredibly important and incredibly empowering and i was just wondering if you've got some comments in and around that you must have heard that type of story many times before yeah no i think that's a good story it's especially early early child um you know i think teachers are amazing you know they have a mission to really support um your students i think it also i mean of course every every teacher is different like every person's different but I, I, you know, we have few teachers, um, in our team, a lot of teachers get really burned out mm. because it's not realistic to teach 20, 30 or 40 students, like 20, 30 students. And they really wear so many hats in school. And they're a lot of times, I don't know about Australia underpaid. Mm. Um, so they're really burned out and they don't really get the full respect they should get. And they expect to do so many things like and they're wearing so many different hats it's impossible to really put effort to each individual student and also you know as i mentioned every student learns differently even though they get the great education to their university or you know college it's impossible to analyze um how your student learn so i think that of course teachers role is extremely important but parents should aware that you cannot fully rely on teaching. It's, it's just impossible. And yeah. so I think that it is, you have to be really open-minded how your child learns. And I think you also need to study a lot. I think each teacher, parent really needs to educate themselves mm -hmm. so that they can be a great educator and not just depend on how your parents taught you because a lot of times that's wrong, really. A lot of times. So yeah. I think especially early days, it's a really important stage for your EQ, your creativity, you know, the things that you say really can hurt your child's feeling as well. Mm -hmm. So I think that you have to be open-minded. You have to be humble. You have to be patient at the same time. You have to observe how your child learns. That's extremely, extremely important. And really um, also, as I mentioned, you really need to, uh, give them an environment where, you know, they feel free to fail. You know, I think a lot of, a lot of students are like really afraid to fail. Yeah. Really afraid. To, oh, I have to be a good child, but actually, you know, you're, you, if you wanted to know who you are, you know, which is self-actualization, extremely important. You really need to try different things and fail. Yeah. And I think parents need to allow them to do that. Um, um, so yeah, I think I mentioned about parenting. I'm honestly, I'm not an expert at it. You know, there's a lot of PhDs and <laughs> professors, you know, study for a whole life about parenting, but I think that the government schools at tech companies like us really should, you know, emphasize that part so that students can, the next generation will be more prepared for this extremely fast paced environment that we never had before. And right now in this circumstances, in this school system, we are not prepared. And I think that it can be a big issue in the next five, 10 years.
Yeah, I absolutely. Or even like 20 years. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. It's going to be something that's an ongoing issue because it's a radical change in our society and our community and the way that we all engage with each other. One of the things that I, I learned about myself a couple of years back, I went uh, back to study as a, uh, as a mature age student to go and do my commercial pilot's license. Um, and to begin with, I did a little bit of classroom stuff with some other people and it just kind of was in the way of my day. So I decided that I would ditch that and just self-study it. How hard can it be? It's only like half a dozen books. I'll get through it. Um, and I quickly found that it was pretty difficult. Um, and in the end, you know, all the YouTube videos in the world didn't really help me. Um, what, what helped me was to try and figure out the way that I learn and the way to prepare for an exam because everything ends in an exam you know and you have to get these 70 or 80 percent pass marks or whatever it was i can't remember exactly i think it was like 70 percent for some and 80 percent on others and in the end what i did is instead of studying i went and actually studied memory techniques and i learned how to um, uh, better memorize things and the memory techniques that i learned served me really well in the studying process and what i realized in the process of that was it actually doesn't matter how you learn something, whether you learn it through a, a, a stupid hack, a memory technique, you know, an app on your phone or practicing quizzes a hundred times over before you actually go and do something. What matters is that you actually know it, how it gets inside and gets embedded in your, in your brain box doesn't really matter. What matters is that it gets in there and it sticks in there and, it, and you can recall it when it matters. And that, that was part of the problem as well was I would understand these things. I would understand all of the, the stuff that was in front of me, but the recall was the problem. So it wasn't an understanding problem that I had. It was a recall problem that I had. Ah, so I have a memory problem. I don't have an understanding problem because of the, the concepts of physics and how airplanes and helicopters fly are pretty simple. Uh, and there's a the thousand YouTube videos to help you to understand it. And you go, oh, okay, cool. But then somebody asks you a random question about it. It's like, what? So learning to recall the information and be able to get it back was something that I had to bridge. That was a gap I bridged. And incidentally, as a result of that, I, I got really good at it. And you know, my average pass mark was like 90, 94%, something like that across those exams. I, I killed it. It was like, mm. it was easy in the end. Um, but that was mm. only because I identified the gap in my learning and, and the problem that I had. Mm. And, and I, I think part of, the, part of the issue in learning, and tell me what you think here as we close out this little segment of the show, because I think this is an important topic as well. You said that you have so many people say that they don't like maths or they don't like English or this subject or that subject. I heard a, uh, a, a maths, this maths guru, mathematics guru, and, and she was saying that part of the problem with young children and the reason that they don't like mathematics is because they have a mathematics injury early on. And so they're learning to do something and they're not given the chance to fail because somebody shows them how to do the problem and they go away and do the problem and they get the wrong answer. And then someone goes, you're wrong. It's like, well, do it, try it again and do it again. But they're never given the opportunity to do it again. What, what happens is they do the mathematics, they, they follow it, they watch it, then they go and try and do it themselves in that methodology of demonstrate, explain and practice. So when it comes time to practicing, they're not given enough space to make mistakes. And when they make mistakes, they're told that they're wrong because they're marked with a big red X on their page. And they're like, ah, oh, oh, what's the point? And that happens to them when they're like seven years old. So what do you think is going to happen to them when they're 14 years old? And they're going to go, ah, oh, it's too hard. It's too hard. And their whole school life, the way the curriculum works with a tick or a cross, doesn't really give them an opportunity to work out 
what it is that's not working for them and solve their problems. And I thought it was a really interesting way to describe it, to have a mathematics injury. And I think I really like mathematics and I, and I, really, I really love aviation mathematics. When I was doing all of doing the courses and learning to fly and doing all those sorts of things, I would run through those, uh, through those problems in my mind as I was driving to the airport to get in the plane to go somewhere. Because mm. when you fly in an aeroplane, you put your hands and your feet on the controls of an aeroplane and suddenly you're half as smart as what you were just two seconds ago when they weren't on the controls. Because it takes all of your mental cognition to concentrate on flying the aeroplane, look at the instruments, going outside, listening to the radio, then the instructor's talking to you. And then all of a sudden you've got a fuel problem or you've got a speed, time and distance problem. So how do you overcome those challenges? That's through repetition and through practice and doing those things. And I got so good at it and I really came to enjoy those problems that I despised at school. You know, if little Johnny had six apples and Mary had nine oranges, how many bananas were there? I don't know. I'm confused, you know. They're kind of hard problems that Mm. cause mass injuries for people like that. I'd just be interested to hear Mm. your feedback on that. I think you already said uh, great. Uh, you already got the great point. I think two points you mentioned was really, um, really nailed in the head. Is one uh, is the application, and I think um, the reason why you have to learn what you have to learn, and how can you, you apply it to real life, mm. and how can you connect to the things that you care about. You know, you. I think millennials, especially because there's so many different things they can learn through YouTube and other channels. And so they need to really need a reason why they have to do things they are, they need to do. You know, I think especially because uh, because of COVID, the virtual learning and online learning will be a norm. I think that will be even more important um, to give them an answer, not just you know you just sit there and do it. Why do you have to do what you have to do, and what you do will you know impact what you want to learn X Y Z, and so that again, industrial revolution type of one size fits all system doesn't really work for uh, millennials. And I think second will be, you know, it's a, it's a brain stimulation thing. Um, when you get a wrong, when you get wrong, you, you know, you have to really um, let them know that that's not the negative thing It's the way to get to where you want it to be. It's yeah. a stepping stone. You know, it's the, it's a journey, you know, it's not, just a bad thing to bad thing happen it's actually you know makes you stronger you know it's like a muscle right you if you wanted to really bench press really heavy weight you have to start from you know small right so that's extremely important and letting i mean even though they're young age now these millennials they're very mature because they get access to this amazing information so you have to really respect them and um, raw data and memorization is not everything. If you can, uh, if it's like a Lego block, right? If you can, you need to how you need to know how to compile them and make into some something that's unique to you and apply to you. That's extremely important. Um, you know, information is everywhere. Mm. You know that doesn't make you unique. How can you use that information to you know apply to your your life? and compile it in with your view to something that is amazing and it can be impact to other people's life that's more meaningful yeah yeah it's beautifully said beautifully said
Well, Scott, as we close out the podcast here today, I wanted to give you the opportunity to uh, to, to say anything that you haven't said that you kind of thought maybe you missed or anything like that. Is there anything else that you wanted to add here? Uh, thanks to everyone for listening to this podcast. And I think Robert was amazing. And everyone, please stay healthy and safe. I know it can be a very frustrating time for many families all over the world. Yeah. But I'm very optimistic that we can go through. I think we are stronger than what we've been, what what we think. And I think, I think that um, we should be. It's maybe a good time to learn. It's maybe a good time to, um, you know, good time to think outside of your box and be someone that you never imagined. Maybe yeah. this can be an amazing opportunity. So I hope everyone can be positive, staying healthy. And let's go through 2021 together. Yeah, I love it. I love it. That's beautifully said. And you've got a little bit of extra spare time if you're in lockdown somewhere in the world. So just hop on over to, to Scotty's website and uh, and go and get yourself a course. It's good stuff. Mate, if people wanted to connect with you directly, what's the best way to do that through your website or via what's your preferred social media? Yeah, you can connect me in LinkedIn, um, you know, uh, or you can email me at scottatgrew.com. Um, I'm happy to do, you know, virtual coffee or answer any questions. You know, I came alone in the U.S. and because of so many amazing people helped me throughout this journey, uh, I'm able to be here where I am right now. So I'm happy to give back and happy to help in any way. So, yeah, feel free to reach out to me. That's a beautiful sentiment. And ladies and gentlemen, just take a little peek at your phone and the links to Scott's website, his email, and also to his LinkedIn will be right there. So you won't have to go poking around in Google for him. Mate, thank you so much for coming on the Go All In podcast. It's been an absolute pleasure to host you and have a deeply meaningful conversation about education and the importance of that. You're doing spectacular things in that space. And I'm looking forward to watching your journey and watching that site and that business explode into a public company on the NASDAQ sometime soon that's going to be exciting for you mate um, um, kudos to you well done to what you're doing I wanted to give you the opportunity mate for the for the parting comment the final piece of wisdom on the podcast from Scott Lee today what have you got for us you know whatever society tells you you are a masterpiece you have amazing potential I think no one can stop that so you know believe in yourself you have a reason for you to be here where you are wherever you are you know, be positive, be persistent, and you can do it. I love it, mate. You got this, guys. Beautifully said. Thanks again for coming on, mate. We look forward to speaking with you soon. It's bye for now. Bye. it folks if you want to connect with today's guests just take a little peek at your phone and all of the links to their website and socials are right there so you won't have to go poking around in google for them now if you like what you heard on today's podcast then i'd like to invite you to check out our exclusive members only content my guests and i go much deeper into the art and science of going all in and in the process we shortcut your path to the success that you desire find out more by visiting goallin.com.au 
au forward slash exclusive. Don't forget that you can also get your free copy of my best-selling masterclass as well. All you need to do is to head over to goallin.com.au forward slash referral to find out some more. It's as simple as subscribing, sharing, and leaving a review for this podcast. Once you do that, the details to access the masterclass will be emailed to you. It's worth $149, so head on over to goallin.com.au forward slash referral to get yours today. Now, if you've got some feedback or a message for the show, you can reach out to me via the Goal In socials, send me an email, or you can use the Ask Me Anything form at goallin.com.au forward slash exclusive. Well, that wraps it up for the show today. So whatever it is that you're working on, whatever you're doing, get busy, get to it, and go all in. I'll see you next time. Bathing in the light that you share, you light the sun. Who am I to think how it be? If you were mine, I've been walking with my shades on for so long. I can't seem to get them back on. Cause ooh, how I fell in love. Couldn't see it coming, best in my stereo. I can feel it coming, you on my radio. All I'm hearing is a song.